Today is April 12th, April 13th, depending on when you're listening to this. We are starting off recording during the rain delay on Thursday night's game. We are wrapping up the Red Sox series. We're talking about the roster moves, the returns, the potential new returns, the brawl, the lack of pitching, and everything else. Let's talk Yanks. All right, what's up, everybody? Uh, thanks for joining us. I hope that um, we came back. We're recording right now before the rain delay. I hope we came back. A miraculous comeback. The rain knocked Porcello out. We came back. We won. And everyone is jovial and happy spirits listening to this right now. I don't think that's the case. I think it's probably going to be a very bummer of a situation. So thank you for tuning in and hearing some Yankees talk. It's not fun to listen to episodes after bad weeks. But I am John Boy. I'm coming to you from California. And I have my co-host Jake coming to you from Denver. We're two transplanted Yankee fans originally from the East Coast. I'll be going back for two months. Hi, Jake. Hi. We're, we're sad right now. I'm worried this could be a really happy episode. We're sad right now. I think I can go. I'm just going to forget about the first part of this third game. I'm going to go back into the mindset I was right before first pitch. It's it's crazy. Baseball emotions are crazy, man. They changed my whole day. Like I woke up today, Thursday. I was giddy. I was happy. It was such, like Tanaka did bad. It was it, they, it almost became a bad night. But the brawl, it was so much fun. There was action. I was so happy. And then I tweeted out like, okay, everyone ready to put our hearts on the line again? Every night we're playing roulette with our hearts with this team right now. And it's not fun because they are uh, it's just tough. So I think I can, I'm going to try and tap back into before the game started when I was flying high just to talk about some of these topics. They need everyone want to call yesterday's game or two days ago now, depending when you're listening, but the brawl, they win at Fenway, blah, blah, blah. That's not like the Yankees. That's not what the Yankees need. The Yankees can mash. They've shown they can mash. I want to see like some grit or some fight. Like if you go down to a team, don't just like pack it in. I don't know. Yeah. It's no. a little early for that talk, but still they need, they need that. They need that. When when was it? They had like a huge eight run, nine run comeback against the Orioles or something like that. It was that. around this time last year. It was earlier. It was like April 9th, I think, or April yeah. 10th. I mean, they just they need one of those to show like if you <laughs> play baseball, foul off pitches, you can hit singles. I I don't know. I think they really need that right now. But yeah, I we'll think I think they've shown that they will like lay down and die a little bit, which is not fun. They just have zero yeah. life. Like life alert, like, oops, I fell over and I can't get up. That's what the Yankees need. Someone needs to hit that for them. And then I don't Who's know. supposed to be the life guy on the team? Gardner? He's our pulse. Yeah, but he's like an old man. We need a young, fun pulse. We need we need a a, a prospect pulse. I think Didi. Yeah. Um and then I think Didi doesn't tout himself. That's what we need. We need like Gary on second base. Just I am Gary. 
Need someone to bring some life into this. Okay, so uh, this is brought to you by AffordableJerseys.com. They sell Yankees jerseys with no names on the back, which is, if you're a Yankees fan, you can't rock a jersey with a name on the back. You just can't do it. $99.99, cheaper than MLB.com, cheaper than the fan. I don't know the other site. It's the cheapest nameless jersey you will find on the internet. They come from a majestic manufacturer in Pennsylvania. I know, like, you know, you really want American made. Everyone's always like, I need it to be American made. I don't think people are like that. But go to affordablejerseys.com, get a jersey. Some are. Some are, yeah, some are. For work, we bought something from American Fixture, and it was from China. Nice. That's good. So, it's business, man. Shout out to American Fixture. Thanks for the gondolas. Hi, <laughs> <Right>, Jersey. <laughs> All right, let's get into some, uh, if you're a first-time listener or you just forget, we have categories, we have we have swinging bunts, we have gappers, and we have the big stinky cheese. And um, now granted, we're, we still have four innings left of baseball, so we'll see how it plays out. But right now, for a, uh, a, a, a swinging bunt, Hicks is back, and also... Just like the little the little roster moves that like so like the DFA Jace Peterson. Let's talk about this first because I think it's people are acting like I'm making it a bigger thing than it is. I'm not. I, I kind of am. I just think it's like crazy insight into the analytics department. What I'm talking about is the Yankees had Jace Peterson up to play left field. He played two games and he was serviceable. Like he did decent for two games. Whatever. He's a lefty, and he was playing left field out of position. They DFA'd him. We said he was going to get DFA'd when Hicks came back. Turns out they DFA'd him early to bring up Shane Robinson because Shane Robinson is a righty, and he plays center field a little better. But they benched Gardner for Shane Robinson, Jake, which we lost 14-1. to had no difference on the outcome of the game at all. But the mindset there is so I like analytics. I love matchups. Like I think I'm not against those at all. But this is a little nitpicky. A little bit. I mean, we we heard before the season a lot of the don't bat Brett Gardner uh, lead off against the lefty. We countered with our first at bat of the game stats. It's with Hicks and Neil Walker, sure, try some of it. They're professionals. They're supposed to be starters on this team. With what you're saying about Shane Train Robinson, that's I think that's a fair statement. Like think about what they did. Like like you said, it's say Hicks is on the bench or Clint Frazier's on the bench or Torres somehow schematically works in that they're gonna put the righty bat of Torres in for the lefty bat of Gardner. Sure, those guys are on the team and they prove their worth. You are benching Brett Gardner for a guy in your triple A system. There's no analytics. There's no stats that say you should ever do that. And didn't didn't he have numbers off a of sale though? Who cares? He's in the minors. Well, he's played major league baseball. It's not like he's a nobody nobody. It's not like this was the guy's one major league game. He's been in the majors for a few years. In comparison to Brett Gardner, he is a nobody nobody. I think it's insulting the Gardner. Like Gardner had to be pissed. It's Chris Sale, man. That's what I'm that's my point. Arguably the toughest lefty in the game. Yeah, so that's my point. So why? So just let Gardner go do his thing and battle pitches and fight and hope he can get a hit. And then, like that's that's way overthinking things. DFAing chain numbers versus sale. No, they're like mediocre. 
But I, I don't care about the numbers at all. You brought a guy up from Triple A. <laughs> you brought a guy up from Triple A to play for Gardner. That's a scary sign of things to come. And then Br- Boone says, "Well, we were going to give Gardner the day off anyway." No, Boone, you're fucking lying, and you should be. That's your job to lie to the media. Cashman DFA'd a guy and brought a guy up from the minors, and that guy plays game one. That's not your decision, Boone. You had no say in the matter. I think the odd thing is with Hicks rehabbing and he comes back tonight, last night, whenever you're listening, we just credited Cashman for having Jace Peterson in the wings, Shane Robinson. And now they're gone. And now one game. I, I think that's the bad part. Like, okay, you're calling up Shane Robinson. He's a righty. Gardner has, is in a real tough spot against Sale. You know what? Fine, do it. We want to try Neil Walker in the leadoff spot. Okay, is what it is. But to burn through those two guys in, what, a matter of three days? I mean, that's. I think that's more of a questionable decision than saying, hey, t- Tough matchup for Sale. Give him, give him hell, Shane. Yeah, it's all so it's all just way overthinking. And now we lost two guys at uh, of depth, and the guys that are coming back, Clint Hicks, Ellsbury, are still injury prone. And now we lost the not not that they were like studs in waiting, but we did use them. That just I just think it's scary that like that's how far or or it shows you how how little they think of Gardner, which I think is like a like contradictory to everything else they've ever talked about Gardner. No, I don't think it's a slap in the face to Gardner. It's literally the toughest lefty starter in the game. So who would you want? A 10-year pro or a guy who's been up and down is a quadruple A player versus the toughest pitcher? <laughs> Shane Robinson. I think you're discrediting Shane Robinson a little bit. I don't think I am. Shane Robinson has been in the majors for nine years. So, yes. Yeah. What? How many games has he played? He's played in 438 professional MLB baseball games. Okay, cool. And over they the called them up. They played their card. He's not the reason they lost. No, not at all. That's not my point. That's not my point at all. My point is that the, the, that decision is stupid. To play him, I don't really care. I don't think there's a decision there. But it's I don't more. Think it's right more. You DFA Jace Peterson to do so. You told Gardner that he's getting benched for a AAA player to do so, and now you have gotten rid of Shane Robinson, which you knew was going to happen. Just I'm for him all, to get one I'm start. All for the player transaction part of it, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Benching, benching, yes. Benching Gardner versus Sale, I I don't see it. Well, they, they're the same thing, Jake. They risked the player transactions to bench Gardner versus Sale. It's one thing. Yeah. It's stupid. It's really over-analytical. And then Boone has to lie to everyone. It's just like it was like a whole situation for Shane Robinson. Yeah. It's dumb. I don't I, I think it's a scary sign of like how they're gonna run the triple A. I don't know. That was really overthought. We'll move on because it's not that big of a deal. We lost fourteen to one anyway. What do we got? Let's talk Glaber and Wade. And this is fun coming off the game that's in rain delay right now. Wade made an error and had a terrible at bat. Glaber's crushing it. I don't know his stats, but he's like really crushing it. Uh he's playing really well in triple A. He got going, you know he would. And this window that Wade had is closing quickly, and he has not taken advantage of it. I was, I think Wade deserved this window. I'll do this first because I just got into arguments. Like people were saying that it was crazy that we didn't start Glaber right away, adhere to service time. No, it wasn't. Wade, Wade deserved for his spring training performance in that. He deserved this window, 
and they were smart to hold Glaber back and save themselves, get the extra year, save the luxury tax. I still think it was very smart, but Wade uh, is more of the same. It's a very small window, but you tweeted. I know you don't. You don't think he's looked good, so I'll let you have the floor. He just rooting for Tyler Wade. <laughs> let's let's both start there. Root for guys in pinstripes. We always circle back to that. Glaber should not have started the year on the Yankees. If you're still there, you're already gone. See you later. At this point, because I think when's the window up? Is it like four now days? Or it's like three days. Four, four days? days. Might be tomorrow or today. I don't know. I'm interested to see because the other thing, and we're going to be circling around a lot, but Tyler Austin's going to be suspended for four or five games, depending how the suspension goes. Five. He's suspended for five games. He's going to appeal it. I'll probably get down the appeal. Three. Excuse me. Tyler Wade is running out of chances. I think I don't know how they're going to play it when the Tyler Austin suspension drops. If they call up Glaber then and Neil Walker's first base and second and third are wide open, but hey, Andujar hasn't done anything. Wade hasn't done anything. Second and third are wide open. Glaber Torres was going to come up last year instead of Andujar. I think this guy's coming up soon. I don't know if it's for Tyler Austin while he's suspended, or I don't know if they're going to bring someone else up and kind of say, hey, Wade, you've, you've got till the end of April or something like that. But, hey, we're talking about this team needing a rally or a spark or energy. I mean, what better than a 21-year-old top prospect that can play our two weakest positions right now? So, Do you think – so there was a time when we thought – Maybe Tyler Wade would take advantage of this window. And when Glaber came up, toes gone and Tyler Wade becomes the utility guy. There was a lot of people that thought that I thought it might be a possibility. That is zero. Tereus, like we said, last episode has proven what he does. He does well. I think I've got a new nickname for Tereus, potential nickname for Tereus. Jake Storielli. Uh, I wish Ronald Tereus, the cockroach. <laughs> Just- if he can survive Glaber, if he can survive Drury, if he can survive Wade, if he can outlast all these dudes, he's a cockroach. Can't get, can't shake him. He's so solid. He's playing third base tonight. It, bless his heart. He looks like me thrown across the infield. Swearing my life. He's just bouncing it and praying, and it's getting there by a half step every <laughs> time. And I don't know. I just. Because you start coming back to big picture, you know, ideally we think Drury comes back at some point. Our weight and toe, our bench, I, you know, does Tyler Austin stick when Greg Bird comes back? It starts circling into these big questions. We haven't seen Smellsbury yet. I, Clint Frazier, I don't know. I, if Tyler Wade doesn't get it going soon, I don't know if they send him down because I don't know what AAA has for him at this point. AAA has nothing for Tyler Wade or Ronald Torres at this point. True? I think Tyler – well, Tyler Wade's proven he can hit AAA pitching really, really well. So it exactly. doesn't really serve him. I mean, maybe he goes down there and he starts scorching the ball and it brings his trade value up a little bit. People, like, forget that he can hit major league pitching. It's only been nine games. This is the 10th game. Right. Um, But it's not about – the stats. It's about the at bats. He's got this long looping swing, 
and he's supposed to be a contact guy. And even the balls he's falling off aren't like uh, aren't a Brett Gardner or Torres falling off a tough pitch. It's just like, oh my god, here it comes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, he's and so here's the other thing because overreaction, baseball emotions. Tyler Wade could finally have that six-game stretch, homestand, road series, whatever it is, where he goes, you know, 10 for 14, some slappy doubles, a couple stolen bases, and this is what we've been waiting for. But the window is really going to close soon on that. He has three hits, and they all came in really big moments, which, like, uh, kind of amplify them a little more. And he did put one over the wall that got robbed, which was a big moment. So I feel like because his hits were clutch and they were exciting, it, it, it did give him more cushion than if they were just like dinks in a 9 nothing game. But I still like his skill. Uh, it's only 9-10 games. But with Glaber breathing, if Glaber wasn't breathing down his neck and the team was playing well, we'd be have patience to like, okay, we'll let him find himself, let him find himself. We were about to – the team. This is not why we're losing. There's a lot of there's a lot of reasons why that it's been bad. But we're right now rolling with Anduar at third, Tyler Wade at second, and Austin at first for a good for a couple of these last games. The rookies in the infield, and it is not what we want. And you we, want to say hi to your Anduar friends? No, I don't even want to rub it in because I'm rooting for Anduar to do good too. Right. Uh, so I won't root in that he looks bad as well. I mean, he probably would have won us the World Series, though, if we just benched that Todd Frazier schmuck. Imagine if we benched Todd Frazier last year and Andujar was in. For sure would have won the World Series. Yeah, easy. No doubt about it. Andujar must... would crush Verlander. <laughs> it's easy. Fastballs. I meant with all these transactions and this, you know, minor leagues, all of it, if Glaber can play, think about where that puts us. That's Drury coming back at some point, Andujar, Torres. The thing is, Tyler Wade, what he has proven is that he kind of can't be a super utility right now. Because like what I want to what I want to see is Tyler Wade play 15 straight starts as an MLB second baseman or something like that. And see if he can straighten his mind out or something like that. But in the role that we may need Tyler Wade to be, I don't think he's that guy. Yeah, man. man. Reyes and Ellsbury are. Yeah. It's becoming Jake's Yankees, baby. I just got a Boone, when will Boone get fired tweet. Still think it's really early. I don't think Boone has done much wrong this series. No. <laughs> you know, I, I, you see me grinning like a fool right now, which now I'm mad at myself. But, you know, Gary and Giancarlo and Judge and Gardy go nuts at the top of the order and the Yankees win. Oh, that Boone guy is a genius. You know, Purcello comes out and no hits us for five. Oh, fire Boone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I mean, what are, what are we doing? High IQ, low IQ. Stats High like, IQ, like all, and I don't even care about the analytics, but the analytics do say that managers can help you win like one or two games and lose one or two games. And it's just the easiest, most like nonsensical thought process to have to not think that deep must be the manager's fault let's move on to the fight jake and the brawl because this is fun this is what people want to hear and we did just 20 minutes on what i don't even know i'm gonna have to chop some of that up i think the brawl now i'm just gonna pose questions to you we'll go step by step 
You, I'll give your, you give your thoughts, and I'll give mine. Okay. Was Tyler Austin's slide dirty? No. Not dirty, but intense rivalry baseball. So, yeah, to expand on that, I agree. Was 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 Tyler trying to hurt Brock Holt? No. Absolutely not. Was there any malicious intent? Zero. Absolutely zero. Did he want to make contact with Holt? Yes. Yeah. So do a lot of runners going to second. Yes. Should he have not had his spikes lead the way? Yeah, probably. Pr- probably. Probably. Now, so it's not in malicious intent, but he did spike the dude. So if you're Brock Holt and a dude just stuck a metal spike right into your leg, what's your first reaction? Yo, man, what the fuck was that? Right? Like, isn't that normal? Well, your whole thing behind this is that Tyler Austin did it because Brock Holt looks so handsome right now. Brock Holt is out there playing like an Oompa Loompa little (laughs) girl from a 1950s movie. Like... Brock, what's your look about right now? <laughs> going for it, man. Dude, he was wearing his heat warmer hood over his hat. Have you ever seen that done before? <laughs> what an absolute weirdo. And his haircut is, dirty water, man. is so ugly. I saw him after the game and he had it slicked back with a hat on, like hockey hair, and it looked good. But, dude, without a hat on, and when it's just like down like a little bop. Like it's like a... <laughs> It's like a third grader trying to look like an adult in 1960s blonde bop. You look like a loser, Brock Holt. So I'm Brock Holt, and I just get a spike to the leg. Um, I don't know. I probably don't have a a much different reaction. He kind of gave him the like, "Hey, dude, you spiked me in the leg, right?" Yeah, he's. I think he dropped some some harder words he said on his post game. Like, yeah, I said some stuff that was maybe a bit aggressive. So I think he was like, yo, dude, what the fuck? Like fucking spike me. Which you and me, you and me take a less instigator approach. Like if someone spikes us, I think we look at them and like, wait, was that for real? And then we pending their reaction, we either escalated or deescalated. Yes. Yeah. Hey, do you know, do you know that you you just spiked me? If they give you the baseball wave, like, Hey, Playing baseball, I'd expect you to do the same to me if I was the shortstop. Done. And Tyler Austin, if you, if you give them, if you give them the look, and you're, you're like, hey, dude, you just, just spiked me, dude, and they go, yeah, what up? <laughs> <laughs> then okay, yeah, fight. So I, I think that was all normal. Like I thought Tyler Austin's slide wasn't malicious, but I can understand where Brock's like, dude, you just spiked me. Good hard baseball, isn't that a thing? Yes. So, so okay. So next, next question, because then Joe Kelly throws at Tyler Austin because he knows Brock Holt got really upset and thinks he got spiked on purpose. Was Joe Kelly wrong to throw at Austin? Not at all. Not at all. He's protecting his teammate. Like that is, and, and like every analyst has said, if your teammate thinks he was wronged, it doesn't matter if. It, if like you don't go as a team and watch the replay and go, oh, actually, it looked like that wasn't on purpose, but he did get you. Brock, suck it up. No, like Brock's upset. You have to have his back. That's team unity. That is like like being a teammate. So he hit. So he hits Austin. Now there's a lot of people saying if you're gonna hit someone, you have to hit him on the first pitch. Even Giancarlo said that. Even everyone else said that. That is one of the unwritten rules of baseball. I I don't even understand. 
Like, what's the fucking difference, dude? You get hit first pitch, you get hit third pitch. I don't know. I don't. I don't yeah. understand that one. I heard people saying about the slot because he threw sliders away when he wasn't throwing at Austin. I'm like, I half get it. I think that would give Red Sox fans more power if Austin got pegged and then he made a scene on the first pitch. Because in theory, if Tyler Austin walks down the line, the guys in the yes booth would be saying, yep, that's baseball. Austin takes one in the ribs for a slide. He takes his base, carry on. And they'd say that's being a professional and all that. So miss him with the first one. Then he throws the slider. And then if you're Tyler Austin, you're kind of like, okay, we're playing baseball again. And then you get drilled. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's semantics at that point. Yeah, that's what I think. I think that's like a big semantics battle. Okay, so next question. Was Tyler Austin wrong to charge Joe Kelly after he hit him with a 98-mile-per-hour fastball? Mm, No. No! I don't think so either. I don't think anyone did anything wrong in this entire brawl. I think it's just like a misunderstanding that rode the course that was set, and that's how baseball goes. And that's you, – you've seen me. I tend to go devil's advocate too far just because I don't trust my brain. But I, a couple Red Sox friends of mine were saying – they're like, oh, Tyler Austin's a bitch. And I just said, hey, if this whole thing was reverse – if Tyler Austin was a Red Sox, would you be calling him a bitch? No. You'd be happy. You'd be happy he's sticking up and you'd be saying, oh, good, he's fighting those punks over there. It, everything was kind of part of the course. All right, let's get into some fun stuff then. Tyler Austin, like, hesitating. And also, this was a great night just for Talking Yanks and my videos. We had, like, 100,000 views on my breakdown, which is crazy and really fun. Yeah. So if you're a new listener because you heard the breakdown, that's welcome. Hi. There's a couple things in this brawl we need to talk about. First, Tyler Austin just being a meathead and like slowly realizing he has to charge the mound, like not just going right away. The initial bat slam was, fuck, you just hit me. And then it was like, oh, you just hit me. And then he charged because Joe Kelly kind of called him out. See, this is where I think my opinion starts to differ a little bit from the others. I think Tyler Austin had the bat break, the one-handed, the one-handed Gronk spike planned. And I think it was great. You think he knew he was going to do that if he got hit? Yes. I don't think so. I think that was like just meathead I think brand. that was, that was a, yeah, I like that. I, I don't think he was planning on going. I don't think I he think was he, either. I think he was going to break the bat, stand there kind of pissed off, do the normal like, catch your umpire stroll up the first baseline. But dude, right after the bat break, the benches were clearing. Yeah. So I think he kind of looked around and was like, <laughs> if we're already doing it, I might as well get some. And Joe Kelly and then, said like, come on, let's go. And then dude, did you see the stance Joe Kelly got into? Like I said, it was yeah. Greco Roman wrestling. It was weird. They, neither of them threw a punch. Well, Joe Kelly's not really even a baseball player. He's just a sex symbol. <laughs> Dude, like you saw I was live, Periscope. as uh, That was instant in my brain. As soon as they showed him, holy shit, that's a rock star who just walked out of a hotel room. He was in a hotel room for 10 days, walked home to his family, and they're like, where you been, Joe? The kid's been crying. Yeah. And he's like, oh, oh, honey, sorry. How long was I gone? Like, where were you? See- like, oh, I just, not, just had copious amounts of sex and drugs. I went, I went like sophomore from college watching the parents' house for the weekend, and the parents came home a day earlier than he thought. 
Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, smokes. Joe Kelly's never looked cool, but he, he uh, looked kind of cool. I was playing video games in the basement. That's why I'm sweating like this. So, especially with the scratches, like just rough yeah. snacks and coke, like hickeys. Yeah. <laughs> with CC mowing people down, how funny was that? That was pretty good. Straight, straight run blocking. Yeah. Oh from yeah. On the disabled list. Oh yeah. And then, uh, so I there I heard my dad told me that on like talk radio. There was talk radio hosts are the fucking worst because they have to make uh, <laughs> they have to make. Um, What's the saying? Mountains out of molehills. And there was yeah. conversations my dad saying about how Judge, because he only went in there and he separated and he held Kelly back and he was trying to be peacemaker, that Judge is soft and he should have went out there trying to fight instead of saving the Red Sox from getting hurt. Is that the dumbest take in the history of sports? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. What Judge did was awesome. That's a, that's a patented move. That's that's the you look like a good guy, but you're still you're still doing good things for your team. Yeah, that's the breakup. That's the break up the fight, but you push the other guy. Like, whoa, let's hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, how about uh, did you see Tyler Austin did make contact with the third base coach's face yeah, on one punch? That's not a great look. Right afterwards, they asked him. Uh, after the, they asked him, like, do you know that you did make contact with someone? And he could have very easily said, like, uh, no, I hurt. Uh, no, I was just swinging. I sure, you know, it was heat of the moment. Um, blah, blah, blah. To try and skirt around a fine. They do that all the time. Uh, instead, Tyler Austin just like, yeah, I know. Did he knew he hit that guy or he knew he hit someone? They're like, you know, you hit someone in the face. And he was and he was like, yeah, I know. But he didn't know it was the third base coach. They didn't ask that specifically. I'm guess I, I'm from the way it sounded. He knows exactly what happened and everything, and he copped to it. I mean, that's unfortunate. I will say, you know, obviously Twitter and everything blew up. I didn't see anyone mad at Tyler Austin for hitting the third base coach, which is totally fair. But I would, I kind of expect them to be like, "Hey, Tyler Austin hit an old man." <laughs> yeah. And then our third, our third base coach, Phil Nevin, with the deepest voice I ever heard, sounds like Tim Berenger doing a Tim Berenger accent, got in the mix. Phil Nevin's just climbing up the all-time Yankee ranks. <laughs> uh, Giancarlo was in there. And then Canely came out, dude. Canely is such an – oh, boy. Torres just took strike three right down the middle. Canely yeah. just came, down, came out and um, he just ran out. And he says an ump touched him. That's why he got ejected. <laughs> like, I like I didn't see it. And there's a gap. There's like a strict gap. Nessen and Yes Network both cut away from the wide shot. And it's Canely just standing there. And then five seconds later, it's Canely freaking the hell out because he says an ump grabbed him. Now, this had to be like an ump just like grabbed his arm, you know, like you would like just direct a child in the right direction, just like yeah. kind of redirect them. And he freaked out. And, uh, I mean, Tommy Canely, what do you, what do you could do? Ric Flair, Ric Flair mentality, man. Well, let's talk about, what about Tommy Canely the other day, uh, the first game versus Boston, he, he yelled at the, the ump. Bad? He, he did, he did really bad. He yelled on the, at the ump. I think he like, what'd he say? You fucking suck. You fucking idiot. Something like that. Oh, you fucking bullshit. You fucking idiot. That's what he said to the ump. And uh, PR got to him right away because as soon as the media asked him, he was like, I was just talking to myself. 
Yeah. And the replay shows he was like, now I got <laughs> Looking directly, at directly. I got a lot of responses on Twitter saying like, Oh good. At least Canely has heart. Let me clarify right now. Yeah. Being really bad. And then as you walk off the field and yelling at the ump, you're a fucking idiot. That's not heart folks. That is uh just no. childish, bad behavior. I love Tommy Canely and I, I, I like that. He's got psychoness to him. But that is the they tapped the wrong side of the psychoness there. That was a bit of a bad look. Not that bad. I don't really care, but you can't do that. Yeah, you got it. You strike out the side and then say that it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's CC stuff. Yeah, it's CC. Uh, I don't know what else to talk about with the brawl. Anything else? I mean, the kind of big thing that I I don't think is a. Th- thing in baseball but i could see it becoming a thing was everyone talking about how the big yankees push the pile because they have some giant humans i almost kind of want that to become the baseball brawl like turn it into a rugby thing and just wherever the pile lands like that team wins that's kind of fun kind of weird right (laughs) kind of weird well i mean a baseball fight, when you actually look at it, which you did, your breakdown was great. A baseball fight, when you actually look at it, is about three to four people fighting, and then almost 50 people just flag football pass blocking. Yeah. Doing that. And I don't know. If if you go scrum style, I think that adds kind of a fun thing to it. <laughs> like a weird fight like it just doesn't it doesn't k was saying that the other guys in the booth were talking oh the yankees pushed him all the way back to the dugout which isn't a fighting thing in baseball but i think would be kind of cool you just meet at you meet at the pitcher's mound no one throws any swings and then you just push and whoever's dugout you gets to if it's like tug of war like it lasts like 20 minutes the guys are exhausted the crowd's like this fucking sucks (laughs) whatever (laughs) Third base or first base line, whichever one gets crossed first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys are tripping <laughs> over themselves. <laughs> By the end, it's just like a stampede. Uh, yeah, let's make make it that. That'd be good. Yeah. What I, what I mean, the, the game is resumed, so we can pause the podcast, come back for awards after the end of the third game. I think that's all on the brawl. It was fun. I think it, it it will help galvanize the team, but I think more importantly, injuries and people getting healthy will help. Can I say one downer thing? Sure. I'm, there's going to be some downers in the awards. Hard to give a lot of good yeah. awards away. I hate all the, the rivalries reignited. Like, that's not a... No. Like, But it is. Maybe, maybe when we got Stanton, but, like, this has been brewing, like... This fight in April in between Tyler Austin and Pure Sex didn't reignite the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry. I, I disagree with you. I, I think that we haven't – the rivalry has been dead forever. I think it came back a little bit last September, and then with Giancarlo and all, all this offseason and all of it. Dude, do you think if this isn't the Red Sox, that escalates the way it did last night? No, but I think that's exactly why. That proves that it's Yankees Red Sox and things escalate quickly because it is a rivalry. Because but it didn't in the last couple of years. Yeah, but it kind of started to last September and then when we got Giancarlo. The Tyler Austin fight is not the the shot across the bow. I think 
Bad blood and benches clearing in the second game of the season with 17 more to play. I think you can say that's okay. We've just kickstarted this thing. It's going to be a fun series matchup the rest of the way. I'll give you a kickstart. Well, that's what reignite means, basically. Ah! Giancarlo Giancarlo reignited the line. You just don't. You're just like me, and you don't like when you see the same phrase just being tweeted over and over and over again. A little bit. We get peppered with it, but like the rivalry didn't exist going into the season. We just thought it was going to be. Oh, firm handshakes throughout the year. No, but it but it, it was dormant for a little. Yeah. What do you, what do you think about Sonny Boone? What do you think Boone's made any mistakes? I think people are still screaming about Boone. I think did, did, should he have pulled Sonny in the first inning on Thursday on the last game of the series? No, I don't think you can. Then you got to kill no. the whole entire bullpen when you have five games in a row coming up. Yeah, and I mean. Yes, it's partially on Sonny. I know you tweeted that it wasn't a good ump for Sonny. It wasn't, but I'm, that's not an excuse at all. I'm just—I was just saying. Not, some, not excusing Sonny Gray for that, but what, there was also some sloppy play. Yeah, dude. You know, errors and all that on a rainy night at Fenway—all that stuff starts to add up. So I have a question: sloppy play. Do you think that's more? You mentioned this like two weeks ago, two episodes ago, and I kind of scoffed at it. And now I now I there's more credence to it. I believe was spring training too lax, or is this because we have a lot of backups and new new players and some people playing positions they don't play all the time? What are all these errors coming from? I mean that's that's the whole discussion. But I mean, base running's inexcusable. You you and I want to be fast, but we know how to run the bases. Yep. I mean, you can't really get mad at physical errors, right? Tyler Tyler Wade threw one a threw one away, right? Yeah, that was really bad. But that wasn't a mental mistake. That was just a bad throw. Yeah. I mean, base running most of the time is going to be mental mistakes. Uh-huh. And like you said, that, that's the whole discussion. I mean, we do have so many backups and replacement players, but this is Major League Baseball. Oh, I want to get hot for a second. Get hot. And this is, this is I'm ready to attack. I'm ready to attack. Okay, did you see before game two – I tried to ignore it best I can that Montgomery and Benintendi did the thing where they stare at each other after the anthem and like who breaks first and you have to stay and then and Benintendi won and Gumby broke first. Did you see that? I did see that. So unfortunately, unfortunately that is the most loser. I, people were treating me like, how awesome is this? Like, no, I'm trying to block that from my brain, but I will say this. I will say this, Jake, that's such a loser thing to do. And the fact that Benintendi was going versus Gumby made me smile because Benintendi is a fucking loser. <laughs> to go against Gumby, Benintendi's supposed to be one of their big studs. Like, you don't see Judge, Giancarlo, Gary. You don't see any of our cool players, established guys out there doing that. It was fucking Gumby, who CeCe basically says is a dumb airhead. I love Gumby, but he's not your best representative in a battle of wits and Benintendi was his match. Bad look for Benintendi. It's, it's kind of a loser move overall. No, it's no Jake. It, it's a loser move. I have one. I have one out. Okay. Because they were like giggling the whole time. That's why it's like, that's part of like, why- they were, see- they were seeing like, Oh, who's the ump going to make go in the dugout. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of my Gumby voice. It was pathetic. And Benintendi was guys, part of it. If, if two guys did that sincerely and viciously angry, 
I think it would be great. Well, I think that's kind of been done before. It, the fact is, this again goes to it's just been done so many times. And like when you're the 100th person to do something, it's not cool. And I'm so glad Ben Intendi was the representative for the Red Sox because it's basically like, okay, let's everyone send out their king loser. And we sent out Gumby, <laughs> which is fine. Gumby doesn't have street cred. He's not known for being cool. Ben Intendi's supposed to be a cool guy on the Sox, but you sent him out to the staring contest before the game. I thought that was guy was supposed to be cool. I thought he was supposed to have swag. I thought he was supposed to be like, ooh, Benny Biceps, look at me. Nice fucking loser, man. You sent him out to the loser competition. So I hate Ben Intendi just because I think he's yeah you do I think he's the biggest <laughs> loser on the Red Sox yeah all right yeah let's pause the podcast we'll come back after this game for awards all right we're back the game is over it got a little exciting and then ultimately ended with a Wade strikeout which I was just talking to Jake about because he made the last out it intensifies the hate he gets but you said it's also because he can't hit a baseball that's the bigger factor. What he did, though, Jake, so he went down 0-1, right, with a fastball or something like that, looking. The second pitch is a breaking ball low. He swings over it terribly. I was live on Periscope during play-by-play. He steps out of the box and just nods his head like this. Yeah. Like, yeah, I saw it. I'm on it. I got it. I got it. Like, all the confidence in the world. And I was like, there's no way. Kimbrough's just going to blow a fastball by him now. But for some reason, he's just exuding this fake confidence. It was, it was, I didn't like it. And then he blew a fastball by him, struck out. What do you want him to do? Just be full sad boy up there? No. just That's like Chris Archer, Marcus Stroman type stuff, like where he's building a fake reaction for the people watching him. Yeah, he has to because he can't hit a baseball. I think, it's, I think that's less impressive. Like he should just go about his business normally. <laughs> Whatever he's doing ain't working. Yeah. He, he like looked at Kimmer, was nodding, like, I'm on it. Yeah, that didn't impress me. Throw it again. You know, and it's like, dude, you you suck. You don't have I used to do the nod. It was like the, okay, saw the slider, missed it. Let's get the next one. I think you're too much into the last out, too much into the nods. He's just playing bad baseball. Yeah. No, I don't like that. End of story. (laughs) Yeah, the body language is bad, man. That's like what Pineda used to do. Like, after he'd walk someone, he'd like visibly shrug so the whole stadium could see like, oh, Pineda's upset about this. It's like, I don't know. Not into it. I like Jeter. I like Judge. Don't broadcast your emotions. We know you're struggling right now. We know you're super happy right now. When it's not genuine, it comes off like shitty. And you're doing really bad, Tyler Wade. Really bad. Bingo. Um, All right, we're going to get into awards. But actually, first we have a contest with awards being given out to the listeners. Next episode is our 100th episode. That's pretty exciting. It's a nice number. A lot of work put in. So we want to have some fun. Here's what we're doing. We're going to give out awards, prizes, not awards, prizes to six people. All right. Here's how you get them. You go to the podcast. You rate us five stars and you write a review. Don't touch the stars before you write a review if you're using iTunes because the system's so messed up. You need to click write a review, then click the stars. Otherwise, it like freezes and craps out. Jake's got three prizes winners to choose and i have three and it's incredibly subjective so you write give us five stars and you write whatever you think is going to win you the prize it could be genuinely nice things like you really like the podcast and you like us that might win a prize it could be um you could rip on us you could tell me jake sucks and i'm short and ugly and and maybe that one will make us laugh 
Uh, you know, some guy told me I was a douchebag and I had a douchebag voice and I looked like I smelled bad today. And it was mean, but it gave me a good genuine laugh. So maybe that works. I see I see where the smell thing's coming from. So. Yeah? Yeah. I can see you having a bad smell. I've, I've smelled you having a bad smell. Well, I mean, I've smelled you having a lot of bad smells. Yeah. I don't know. You, I could see the bad smell thing. Jake doesn't even know how to use deodorant. So if you want to leave that as a review, we can. Wow. Man, not confident on a bike. Went there. Not confident on a bike. Doesn't use deodorant correctly. Or you could make a joke about the Yankees. I don't know. Leave whatever you want in your review. I don't even. Five stars. Could be funny. Could be angry. Leave it. We pick it. Talking yanks. We got a books, hats, shirts. Uh, for the prizes. So th- we're not going to do it next week. We're going to have, or not next week, because there's a three-game set and then a two-game set. So it should be by next Tuesday. So you have a couple days to do it. We'll remind you next episode. If you haven't, five stars, leave a review. We will choose three winners each. We'll do it live on that episode and uh, maybe give reasoning, maybe not. Yeah. But I'm just going to read them and be like, ha, whatever one makes me have a fun reaction. That's what we're doing. Now let's go into our prizes for this series against the Red Sox. Not prizes. Awards. Awards. Your first time. You're going first. I went first last. All right. If you're first time listening, there's two awards we always give out. The first one is the Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Now I'm going first. I think this is pretty easy. My Pride of the Yankees is going to Aaron Judge. Aaron Sanderson Judge. Yep. He not only is the most consistent person at the plate right now, he went, he got three hits versus Sale with a home run in a game when the offense was dead, and he went 0 for 10. He went 0 for 12 with 10 strikeouts versus Sale last year. So to see him make that adjustment, come out and come swinging, I think that's a sign. There's a lot of people saying last year that Judge isn't clutch. I'm not saying this makes him clutch, but I'm saying he. I thought this series, when everyone else was struggling, was he was kind of no guys. Like I thought he was the only guy showing some fight in his presence, in his at bats, and everything. Uh, so I loved what I saw from Judge on the field during play. Also loved how he handled the brawl and his post game press conferences after that. He's got his teammates back. He's big and strong, and he's not afraid to go in there and use his strength for the right reasons. He could have went in there and threw fist to cuffs himself. No, nah, he just tried to separate it, tried to calm everything down, tried to make sure his guys didn't get hurt. He had six hits in three games, scored four runs with a home run. So, Judge had a really good series, and he's my pride of the Yankees. 347, 475 OBP on the season so far. He's He's been a beast. Uh, Aaron, Jane, Aaron James Judge, did you know that? I did not know that. He's got a 10-game hitting streak now. And in his last four games, he has nine hits. He, you are right. Just at bat to at bat, he easily looks the most consistent on the Yankees, which we we had a lot of conversations, and it was kind of the conversation through the offseason. Is Gary Sanchez the best hitter on the Yankees? Because Gary can do a little more, we thought. But Judge just looks – all around great so far. So far, he's yeah. doing what we guessed, where we said in our PPP, we said he was going to 
cut down the home runs a little bit and try to work situations and counts better and hit the single there and draw the walk there and, and change his swing a little bit. And he has because the home runs, he's still getting the home runs, obviously, but he he's right now he's being a, an all-around great hitter. Good job, Aaron James. A.J. Judge. Good job by me for recognizing it and giving him the pride of the Yankees as well. Incredible job by you. Thank you. Who's your pride? You're doing great. Thanks, man. I, pride of the Yankees, it was obvious to me, too. But it wasn't A.J. Judge. It was? It was Giancarlo Stanton. And I'll tell you why, Jimmer. Did he break out of his slump? Yeah, he did, which was huge. He had the not only the New York media, he had all of baseball media on him because he was playing terrible baseball, and that's fair. That's how it goes. He After this series, he was one for three tonight. He was two for four in the blowout, and he was do-do-do-do. Lost the box score. Wow. Wow. He was three for five in the game the Yankees won. So, really solid series through and through. But, Jimmy, I'm not even talking about the hitting. What are you talking about? I'm talking about him playing left field. So, he lost a fly ball. uh, Kind of Fenway, windy, rainy, is what it is. Giancarlo's played seven games in left field this season. He played zero coming into this season. When we talked about Giancarlo in left field this year, we mentioned it as an afterthought. Like We said maybe we'll see it in an NL series. And I think our first NL series is in like May. He's become our regular starting left fielder. And yes, he misplayed that fly ball tonight. Otherwise, he's been pretty solid. So with all the media attention in the world, he busts out of his slump. He's been casually playing a position he's never played. Give give Big G some love. And by the way, this this will be my jab just because our Sox buddies started poking at us because they won the series. Good, right? They played they played better. Purcello played better. Uh, at the end of the series, Giancarlo, who was in this everworldly slump that will never end, he's now hitting 241, 328. And he's got, what, three homers? And our boy, or excuse me, their boy, J.D. Martinez, is now hitting 227-271 OBP. Uh, so, yeah, that, uh, that old historic slump, Giancarlo, is everyone making the joke how he couldn't. Why, why didn't Giancarlo throw a punch in the fight? He wouldn't have hit anything. Well, he's currently playing a lot better than jd martinez is so boom roast there's my pride of the age boom roasted jd martinez whose walk-up song for one of his at bats was i still haven't found what i'm looking for by you two and i still haven't found what i'm looking for do you think what is that message that do you think he thinks that's like really heavy yeah like is is he what does he want the whole all the Red Sox fans to be like, what's he looking for? Home runs? Does he not like playing in Boston? The World like Series? Must li- he must be lining up things outside of baseball for a bigger cause. Yeah. <laughs> is he not married yet? What is what is he looking for? <laughs> that would actually be awesome if he was just a hopeless romantic. <laughs> 
It would be good. Okay. Um, now our the next award we do all the time is yes. the uh, Yankee motherfucker. You Yankee motherfucker. Are you ready, Jake? You want me to go first again? I'm ready. You're going first. My Yankee motherfucker goes to a man named Sonny Gray. Wow. Who before the game spoke with game. A little high pitch in my voice. A little Charlie Kelly because I'm upset. Before the game. Nice. Spoke with Meredith Rumarakovich and said, my plan is to attack, attack, attack. I need to attack. And then he just went out there and he nibbled, nibbled, nibbled. Nibbled like you, how I try to say eat. say nibble, nibble, nibble again? Nibbled, nibble, nibbled. Like, nice. like when I take a small, small bite out of a cookie just to make it last longer because I only get one cookie a day. Nibble, nibble, nibble. Nibble, nibble, nibble. I'm Sonny Gray. I got really good stuff, but I'm scared to throw strikes. It's really fucking give exhausting. Him love. It's exhausting. Give him, give him love for diving into the fight, at least. Yeah, he did that last year, too. He's like, quick to fight. <laughs> Sonny, what are you doing? Why are you so quick to attack, attack, attack during fights when you're like a little kid who did Broadway musicals in high school, and, but you're so scared to throw strikes to batters? What's up, dude? Is it, ther- wow. is, it, is it therapy time for Sonny Gray? Let's go there. Is it hot take? Like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> What's my favorite line from Talladega Nights? <laughs> oh, okay. T- hey, Sonny, tough love it is. Throw strikes, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the doctored version. I mean, the, 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 we were galvanized by the brawl. The team was rolling. Everything was going well. And then just a complete stinker. Yeah, we and- put Sonny Gray in two, two big starts already this season for us. One, he gave us a good one. This one, he did not. So Sonny Gray's my Yankee motherfucker. I love his fighting tactic, though, because I think he knows the rules of baseball, and I think he's just like, hey, okay, so I don't know how to fight. I'm just going to come flying in, and it's going to be broken up in a minute or two. So yeah. I think he just goes flying flying squirrel and then duck and cover. Yep. He had the same t- strategy that CeCe did, and CeCe is two of him. <laughs> CeCe made it look a lot better. I'm also I, – I know we're circling back on the fight, but or I am. Um, I just picture – because I know someone asked you about Torres and he just kind of stayed on the outskirts because he knows better. I, I kind of like to see him go a little more crazy with it, just like grab a bat and stand by the Yankees' dugout. Like, I don't know. <laughs> if it comes towards me, I'll do something, but no. Uh, you get so lost in Twitter sometimes. It hurts my heart. I'm sorry, man. I just, <laughs> it's okay. These people say that this is what I'll stay with the fighting process. You're talking about um, Tereus. Uh, say it again. See? Say it again. I see. I see it hurt your soul, and then it hurts my soul. This is what someone. This is what people do to me on Twitter, like young kids. I'll right. tweet out those projections. Today, I tweeted out. Purcello is happy that Chris Carter's not playing on the Yankees. He's the only one happy not to see Carter in the lineup because Carter hit two home runs off him and had three hits sure. last time they faced. A clear joke. This dude responds after the game. Like, after the game, he goes all the way back to, the, the, to that tweet. He responds, hmm, I guess, I guess I'll take the W now. Wouldn't be talking shit now. It's like, I wasn't talking shit, dude. I was making a fucking joke. What's wrong with your brain? Dude, our buddies did that to me. I just listed the Yankees' stats against Purcello, and they were like, whoa, 
This this tweet didn't age well. Yo, the the, like, the 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 this tweet didn't age well is so stupid. It's like, what do you mean it didn't uh, age well? It was a tweet about. It was like a scouting report. It wasn't a projection or a prediction <laughs> or stats. Uh, it's just stats. What are you talking about? Yeah. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're dumb. <laughs> I can't do that. Wow. I can't do that. I've been calling people dumb a lot lately. Anyway, did you give your motherfucker? No. Okay, go into it. I'm I'm a Band-Aid mf or you know that. I, I want it to be quick. I don't want to dwell on it. It's already been said enough. It literally just has to be Tyler Wade. Like, I thought about Canely, but he came in today and looked okay. I mean, Tyler Wade is just... You want to know where the numbers are at, Jim? 097. <laughs> 097. 176 OBP. 161 slugging. He's. Is 161 slugging what, bad or really bad? It's extremely bad. Yeah. I. You know what? I just don't know what you do. I'm getting to the point where, like, my brain is like, I, I am letting irrational thoughts seep into my brain with um, yes. Wade, which I don't like doing. I try to fight them off as much as possible. I, I, I like to be optimistic. I like to see the good side of the coin. You know what I mean? All that shit. So I'm yeah. still rooting for Wade. His defense, his speed is there, but his play, his stance, and his swing. I don't like. You know how much I hated Clint Frazier's swing last year, and he changed it this yeah. year. That's where I feel about Wade's swing. Like I just like I'm at the point right now where I see his hands go up and I see his long loopy swing. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, that's not. You think he should go inverted like Romine? Yeah. All inverted team. Yeah. Yeah. Close stance, baby. I don't even know, man. It's 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 just getting to a scary level because AAA is pretty much useless at this point. It's like trade, get him regular at bats, and hopefully he does something. Or, I don't know, can we send him to, like, Japan for a year? Is that, like, quadruple A? Like, put him on loan, uh, put him on loan like, soccer? Put him on loan, yeah. yeah. We'll go put him on loan with uh, the Padres. Like, have him play a year over there, less pressure. He'll, like, see Major League pitching for a while, and then we'll trade him, bring him back to the Yankees and see how he does then. He's a California guy. I mean, God, man. Just 0, 0 for 4 with 3 Ks today. And like you said, doesn't even like look good. All right, let's move on. We don't, the band aid, Jake. We're doing yeah, the band aid. Okay. Band aid. All right, I'll, I'll, Just, you got to hit. I'll bright. I'll brighten the mood. I'll brighten the mood, Jake. Brighten the mood, man. Okay. This award, and then now, if you're a new listener, we move on to just any award you want to give out. Jake gets two. I get two. Okay. Here's my award. It goes to. Let me find it. Let me find the stats real quick. It goes to a man, okay? What the fuck? <laughs> Why can't I find this? Okay, got it. Okay, so this is the award for You're the Love of My Life and I Never Had Any Bad Thoughts About You Ever Award. Okay? Gary Sanchez. Gary Sanchez. <laughs> no, let me, let me build up some drama. This award goes okay. to... Uh, uh, Hey, you're the love of my life, and I never had any doubts. And this award goes to... Gary Sanchez. Okay. Yeah, how about that? 
over his lifetime in 2018 had one hit two hits everyone's like writing articles Giancarlo's not the problem Gary's the problem everyone's Giancarlo may look really bad but Gary is awful shut up Gary says gets three hits two home runs he just needed to see Price who oh let me get into Price this injury for Price everyone fell for this everyone oh oh Price got lit up in the first inning, then they had to take him out. Oh, it's because he's injured? Yeah, it's because he's got the most fragile ego in the history of sports. And they were like, no, you only beat him because he had some tingling in his hands. He was hurt. It was, don't put him on the list, John Boy. Don't put him on the list. That's too mean. He was injured. Yeah, he got shelled in the first inning, and they said he was injured to save face because he's a little baby with a bruised ego he was playing long toss the next day and you know who put him on the list gary sanchez and he's my award winner for the love of my life and i never doubted you and three runs two home runs four rbis and then today even in our loss the bases get loaded yeah sure reds got red Sox got slop on the mound don't give a fuck first pitch fastball jumps all over it three more rbis on my fantasy team and on the team i like good gary Keep it up. And he dropped a Red. and he dropped a fire quote on Twitter. You, you you ever see these quotes Gary drops? Sometimes. I had the one he had yesterday. I think I saw. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, uh, let's pull it up real quick because I, you may witness me struggle, but you will never see me quit. Hashtag, I am I Gary. Am Gary. Yeah. I am the storm. Cause I still haven't found what, what I'm, I'm looking, looking for. <laughs> okay, J.D. Martinez, but you're a baseball player and this is supposed to be pump-up music. <laughs> Turn it down. <laughs> Turn down the suck. <laughs> Play some ACDC or something, brother. <laughs> you think the guy in the uh, the booth was like, oh, fuck, J.D.'s up again. Time to time to really turn this thing into a bummer. I have scales. <laughs> the city world. <laughs> All right. Dude, I I'm starting to think it's about a girl. Just it's like the, the <laughs> he invites her to the game every day, like uh for the love of the game. He just <laughs> leaves another... leaves tickets for her. They met at a U2 concert. This is his favorite song. <laughs> We're romantics. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's your first award? Let me let me give out. My award, I always give out the prestigious award. Jim gives out the shit awards. <laughs> Cussed, but I liked it. Uh, this award, and there's actually two winners this week of this one award. And it's the, wow, we could probably blend in to whatever company you work in as accountants that you think are sneaky athletic and maybe run triathlons. But... Wait, repeat it. We're, Before you give it out, I'm going to need you to repeat it again. Oh, the prestigious award? Yeah, what is it? It's it's the – so two guys won it. <laughs> two guys won it, okay. And it's the, hey, we could blend in as guys, just regular guys at whatever company you work at. And you'd think, okay, maybe they're like sneaky athletic like they do triathlons on the side, but they're not actually athletic. But they're actually the most dependable guys on the Yankees. But it's one – two people won that award. <laughs> Chad Green and David Robertson, man, they, in the 10-7 game, the, the game the Yankees won, I know it took you through a roller coaster there. Huh? You think David Robertson looks like he could run marathons? 
Like, no, if you worked with them, like, say David Robertson and Chad Green were an accountant wherever you worked, yeah. and you just saw them and talked to them, you'd be like, okay, yeah, you know, they're six foot, you know, kind of slender. I, I bet they're, they could do some athletic stuff, but like dominant baseball relievers, that's not the vibe they give off. Yeah, and Robertson's 5'10 or 5'11, too. Yeah. So, I, so we, we get blown out the first game, 14 to 1. All hope in the world is gone. We come out in the next game. We take the big lead. The Sox fight back. Uh, Tanaka, Tanaka gets a big home run. He gives up six runs through five. It turns. It goes from eight one to eight six. Yankees Nation is clenching for less lack of a better term. Chad Green comes in. Two innings pitch. One hit. One strikeout. That's it. David Robertson comes in, one inning pitch, two Ks. And this this award's partially throwing shade at Chapman. I still don't feel fully confident when he's in the game. But, man, Robertson is just so locked down. And when Chad Green's right, it's it still just feels silly. Ch- but Chad, bro. Those, those, those three innings between Chad Green and David Robertson were, I don't know, the the safest innings we had this series. I, I don't know. That's not a great way to say it. But, again, congrats to them for winning that award. Okay. My next award goes to a uh, um, guy with the least amount of testicles but the most amount of balls award. <laughs> Boom! Bingo, bango. I made that up on the spot. That sounded like a pre-written joke because it was so good. Least amount of testicles but most amount of balls the umpires because they they hold the balls no tyler austin because he only has one testicle because he had testicular cancer and they took it out and uh, he has got a lot of balls charging the mound this is the oh you get it now tom green you know i get it now yeah oh it's more literal it's literal yeah yeah he doesn't have he got yeah so the one testicle but a lot of balls so i don't got anything more i don't got anything more to say about it Scale of one to ten for everything Tyler Austin did in the fight. Yeah. From getting from getting hit to the end of the fight, what do you give him as a as a score? Four. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> he didn't throw a punch, man. You can't run out to the pitcher and not throw a punch. <laughs> he threw one punch, he hit an old man. <laughs> yeah, but like at the very beginning, he didn't throw a punch. Did you see Nolan Arenado charge the mound? That's how you fucking yeah. charge the mound. Bat out of hell, that guy. Yeah. What are you it's what true. what are you giving him? I'm giving him like a six. I really like the one-handed back bat break to start it. See, I think he wanted to break the bat and he didn't, so then he got even more mad at himself because he felt a little inferior that he didn't snap the bat. There were some twigs. There was it was broke. Yeah, little twigs. Okay, your next award. Tyler Austin. I was wondering, like, <laughs> I feel like we should mention him as a pride of a Yankee because he did a prideful thing, but I wasn't gonna. No. So I'm glad you did. I just gave him, I thought of that award on the spot. It's best work I ever What done. was it again? It was the... No. No, no, this award goes to the man with the least amount of testicles but the most amount of balls. And you have to say it like that. Real false, like... A balls. Bravado. Like you're making, like, a really funny joke. Well... Do you forget it? It I'm, was this goes to the guy with the least amount of testicles, but the most amount of balls. I was on my award. Oh, I thought you okay, go. 
And my award goes to the guy on the team with the most amount of balls. <laughs> and it's Phil Nevin. Uh, okay. <laughs> that wasn't actually going to be my word. I just wanted to, we touched on it earlier. Phil Nevin sounded so cool. <laughs> just, yeah, it's I like how much you like your impression of it, too. <laughs> give, give it to us. Ask me a question. I'll be Phil Nevin. So, Phil, you know, tough, tough game out there today. Big, big fight. Red Sox, Yankees, huh? Are, do you feel welcome to the rivalry? Yeah, what I expected is baseball. It's top tier baseball. We got good rivalry. We're going to come back. Hopefully, we can get there. Go next time. <laughs> yours, yours is a little Cajun too. <laughs> <laughs> a little drunk Cajun. Would you rather yours be an? Little... Would you rather be an alcoholic or a Cajun? Ooh, hello, operator. Give me number nine. All right, so that's the end of the uh, awards. Yeah, and let... I'm going to leave it at the Phil Nevin Award. I thought about doing like a mean one about Andujar, but I don't have the heart today. Okay. Uh, let's go into series preview really quickly. We have the Detroit Tigers coming in. We don't see their ace Fulmer, which is nice. We're seeing, we're facing Mike fires, fears, uh, Francisco Liriano and Matthew Boyd. A couple guys who weren't on the Detroit last year. Detroit is not trying this year. Kind of. They're still on a rebuild, right? Yep. Okay. So hopefully we win. All right. So is it fears fires? I think it's fires, right? Mike fires. I think it's fires. Okay. Um, well, all right. So let's see. Home runs. Neil Walker has a home run. Oh my God! Neil Walker owns fires. Five twelve torches him. That's in the last five years in his career. He's nine for yes. nineteen with a four seventy four batting average. Zero walks. One home run. And then you got Aaron Judge, who's two for five off of him with a double and a home run. That's nice. Uh, let's see. Anyone else got good numbers? We got Aaron Hicks, one for three. Didi, two for six. Brett Gardner, one for eight. And that's about all. Fears is, he strikes fear into me. No, um, he, he doesn't, he's kind of not old school, but he doesn't throw gas. He doesn't, he, his last start, he didn't break 90 miles per hour. Neither did I. So I would, it's one of those things that this isn't the best mindset, but you either feel like, if the Yankees don't jump on him early, it turns into one of those frustration games. Like this guy's throwing 87 and we can't rock this guy. So let's rock him. Neil Walker show. I didn't realize we're live right now. I just saw Simone, yeah. Simone, who's like a really awesome follower. Hi, if that's you who's watching, I usually make it private. I forgot, but we have one viewer. Thank you very much. You're getting a sneak peek. First one to ever hear. Thankfully, uh, usually I edit Appreciate stuff out. Now I know I shouldn't. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay, so next we got Francisco Ririano, who's been around baseball forever. And let's see, who's got good numbers off Francisco? Uh, Brett Gardner is 6 for 18. That's a 333 average like that. And then Aaron Hicks, just in the nick of time, Jake. Aaron Hicks is 4 for 7 with a double. You know what? I know this was this 4 was for 7. Guess, guess what the average 4 for 7 is. Guess. Yes, you got five seconds. One, two, uh, five seventy-one. Ooh, you're looking at it, you son of a bitch. Okay. There's no way you would have guessed that. It's five seventy-one. Smart guy. And then Gary Sanchez is three for seven with a double, and Aaron Judge is one for three with a home run. Yeah, I don't. I guess he's looked good this year, which is surprising. But Didi's zero for five. 
Yo, you know what? Can we talk about Brandon Drury? I don't want to completely forget about his existence forever. They don't. The results still haven't come back. What's going on with this guy's eyes? I, I mean, if you think I know, what is he doing in this interim? Just sitting in a corner. It's probably kind of a dark, tough time for him. Yeah, that's sad. Cause I still have what, what I'm looking, looking for. Not blurry. In Brandon Drury's brain. He's looking for clear vision and a clear head. Because he's got migraines and he can't see well. All right. Next up is Matthew Boyd. 27. Detroit Tigers throws from the left side of his body with his left hand. Let's see. Who's got a home run? Gary's got a home run off him. Not a lot of numbers. The most at bats is Hicks, who's one for seven. So nothing matters at all about Boyd's shit. Maddie B calling me. Yeah, well, two lefties. Uh, so depending how long Tyler Austin holds up that suspension, we'll probably see a good amount of him. Man, I I know we've been tough on him. I, I don't think I can watch Tyler Wade against a lefty for a little bit. If Tyler Wade... Give, give Toe give to the at-bats, man. Ripped a double off the monster tonight. Yeah, but then Andor's getting at-bats too. We just need Drury. Drury needs Against to come Against the back. lefties? Drury, figure out your eyesight, please. And I, yeah. I, hope you, I hope you're doing well. Okay, who do we have going, Jake? We currently have the full Monty is going tomorrow. Do you think people are going to think um, I don't like Montgomery because what I said about him and Benetene doing the stare-off? Um, they'll think it's a little rude that you called him like a big Dumbo or something like that. But well, he's a goofy guy. I've called myself much worse. Yes, true. Uh, I'm from what I'm seeing, none of the Detroit batters have faced Monty. So he didn't play. He didn't throw against Detroit last year. Come coming in blind. And then we're gonna. Yeah. Guess so. And then we have Sebi going. Are we gonna see the? Uh, we're gonna see Sessa? They haven't listed it yet. They they Saturday they currently have open and they have Sevi on Sunday. So Sessa, Herman, Herman just threw. I think we're gonna see. Probably Sessa. I, I think it's time that they – I think they want to spot start a guy and not keep doing that shuffle, just line up the rotation again. Uh-huh. So – Hey, hey. No. Gumby's first no, time is pretty exciting. Good for that. We're excited for Gumby's first time. All right. Uh, when Sevi plays uh, Castellanos, four for eight against him. Good for him. Um, the other guys, nobody really jumps out. James McCann is two for four. Uh, V-Mart and M- Miggy Cabs haven't done anything against him. So, cool. Yeah, I, honestly, if if they leave Sevy Sunday, I think their mindset in this series is win one of the first two, win a series, start getting that mentality back. Ace on the hill Sunday, baseball. Baseball, baby. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we will be back. Actually, I'm going to be – I won't be able to watch the game Sunday because I'm going to be at the 5K, the Runyon 5K at the stadium. I'm going to be at the stadium three days in a row, Sunday for the marathon, Monday versus for the first game versus Miami, and then what comes after Monday? Tuesdays these time, these time around? So, yeah. Ooh, boy. I think we're at Tuesday comes after Monday right about now. And I'm going to be there Tuesday night as well with uh, Joe's McFly, Justin Diamond from Twitter. We're sitting together. Weird life, huh? Nice. Twitter friends. It's a weird life. That's all we got. Uh, Thanks for listening. I think this is a long episode because um, we broke out into the song about five times.
Yeah, you're welcome. So remember to do a five-star rating and write in a review. Jake's going to choose three reviews he likes the most. I'm going to choose three reviews I like the most. Then we're going to send out prizes, hats, shirts, books. Maybe I'll just uh, look around my desk and send you uh, this this pen. No, they won't be a pen. They'll be better than that. Winner, winner of mine gets my golden doodle. So... <laughs> You kissed your dog's ass once. All right. And with that, right. with that, we're going to end the show. Thanks for listening. Go Yankees. Hopefully things get better. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees. <laughs>